Welcome to This is the Day with Pastor Wade Scarborough. It is our prayer that something is said or done to make your walk through this journey called life a little lighter and brighter. You can follow Pastor Wade at Real Pastor Wade on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. He looks forward to walking with you on this journey together to breakthrough, victory, redemption. Pastor Wade is anointed and experienced in multiple areas of life. God uses him to have us look at our challenges in ways we may never have seen before. Now the moment we've all been waiting for, Pastor Wade Scarborough. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, stand to your feet. This is the day. This is the day. This is the only day that God has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Y'all, hey, hey, hey. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to This is the Day with Pastor Wade Scarborough. Y'all my peeps. Man, love y'all, man. Y'all been showing the brother some love. I appreciate it. I know you. some of y'all mad at me, but it's all good. But listen, it's an honor and privilege. I'm telling you, it's an honor and privilege that you have taken the time out of your life to walk with me on this journey we call life. You know I do not take that for granted at all. I just don't. Because I appreciate you. I appreciate every single one of you. I want every single person within the sound of my voice to win in their life. I want you to get from where you are to where God has predestined you to be. And for those joining us for the first time, listen, that goes for you too. I just want to say welcome. You can be doing anything right now. It's the holiday season. Listen, uh, it don't matter what religion you are, whatever, you could be doing anything right now that you want to, but you took the time out uh, to join this conversation. And definitely a shout out uh, to the Uncommon Gospel Ra Radio Network with uh, Coco B and Frank Nitty for uh, supporting this show, putting the show on uh, the radio. I really appreciate y'all. For all the listeners out there right now, a special love and shout out to every single one of you. Let me tell you what this is the day is all about. This show is about discussing various topics that the church body not talk about on a Sunday or at a Bible study or shut down from talking about it all together because of the sensitive nature of the subject. All of us, no matter what you think, feel, or believe, without judgment, will not be made to feel like your feelings or opinion are not valid. And we can have a conversation, just a conversation. You know, we just talking freely here on This is the Day We Pass Away. That's what I love about it because I can talk freely. Can't nobody tell me what to say and what not to say. It is what it is. I love it. <laughs> but guess what? That's not just for me. That's for you, too. But we also do it responsibly. It's all good in the hood. But listen, we're not going to hold back. If the if it's the truth, it's going to be truth. We're going to tell it. If it's not, we're not going to tell it. And we will call out a lie. Now, a lot of y'all listen just like me. Hey, I'm in the valley just like everybody else. We're experiencing uh, definitely in a time of uncertainty. Many people are experiencing various, various challenges that could be affecting their faith. Listen, I don't, I don't want to uh, uh, make it seem like, listen, I'm just, just a superior faith giant. Listen, my faith get a little, you know, you know, when something happened, you know, I'm in the valley too with you. Uh, you know, it hit me like everybody else. But listen, uh, you can't, we can't doubt. Some may be uh, doubting right now. You know, doubt is creeping in. Some may feel paralyzed just by all the confusion. And if you're not paralyzed with all the confusion, you I don't know what world you're living in right now. You need to let me know because there's a lot of people paralyzed and will not move. I told you about the story when I was at a, a friend's house a couple of weeks ago that uh, we were talking just about church and, you know, just church as a body uh, around the nation. Is it relevant? Stuff like that. And she was like, 
no. And she said now she had to really develop and exercise her faith for herself. She had to really develop a relationship for herself because she was using this time for that. Go into the scripture, actually study, actually pray, actually praise on her own because she said she would usually just come and just, hey, just hanging out, just going to have a good old time, uh, you know, give it to me, preacher. And, and that's what a lot of people do. We're in a theater setting and therefore we're listening to praise and worship or choir or whatever. And we're just sitting there in a theater style, like watching a movie and the pulpit is the stage. And therefore we just like, give it to me. And that is not what church is at all, because we're the church and church is about participation and fellowship. So there's no transformation. There is no exercising your faith, really, is you just sitting there. And then right now we are seeing in this time as we're going through this valley right now, how faith is not really being exercised or used because we have not really as the church body, as the church institution, I should say, have not fully equipped people for this time. And you're seeing evidence of it all over the place. So that's why we have these conversations here on This Is The Day with Pastor Wade. Because I want to be one of those equipped. I equip leaders. That's what I do. The church that I'm at, uh, my pastor had the honor and named me Pastor of Discipleship. So discipleship, being a leader, being a great follower first, is something that I specialize in, that I do. Equipping people, that's what I do. I've built companies, all that kind of stuff. But what happens is now we got to build soldiers for the army of the Lord, like for real. Because now we're about getting to a time that we are going on an accelerated pace to end times, ladies and gentlemen. Listen, forget about what you think about COVID and all that kind of stuff and all that. And the vaccine that's coming, which they're going to try to make everybody take. And you already see that the airlines is trying to make everybody have a vaccine. Listen, it's going to get worse than that. It's going to get worse than that. And guess what? You're going to have to exercise your faith. You're going to have to use it. And guess what? Whether you like me now or don't like me, it doesn't matter. I love you. I just want to see your growth and I just want to see you win in God. And whether you like hate me now, you're going to need me or somebody like me sooner or later, <laughs> because as we keep going in these crazy times right now and with no sense of direction, because people haven't been really equipped. Listen, you're going to need somebody like me to help navigate. I'm just saying, but I want to equip you so where you can be able to navigate yourself and then go help one of your brothers or sisters navigate through all of this craziness. Oh boy, listen, and it don't matter where your faith is right now. I hope out of this conversation and all the many conversations we have that a faith giant springs up. I don't care if you don't have any faith at all or faith the size of a mustard seed. Well, then we're going to change that faith the size of a mustard seed to a faith the size of a watermelon. Listen, there is always room for growth. If you're not growing, you are dying. Don't get mad at me. That is what it is. If you're not growing, you're dying. That's for all of us. I don't care how old you are, uh, who you are. It doesn't matter. We all need to grow. And if you have, this is the first time joining our conversation, or if you haven't listened to our previous conversation, listen, go back on all podcast platforms that you use. It doesn't matter. I'm there. <laughs> You'll find us. Uh, this is the day we passed away. And go back and listen to the previous conversation. This is episode 10 of how to apply faith. And we're going into part two, not only a, a episode 10 of how to apply faith, but part two and how to share your faith, part two. But also go back and listen to episodes one through nine of how to apply faith. You're going to need your faith without question and not faith for things and stuff either. That's what, not what your faith is for. Your faith is the hope that you have in Jesus. I'm going to leave that alone. I'm going to leave that alone. That went over somebody's head. I know a lot of churches teach you, but oh, use your faith to get things and stuff. But no, that ain't what you use your faith for. 
because he, he said, I already give you the power to get wealth, to establish the covenant. So that's not an issue. You shouldn't even have to use faith for that because that's coming because you, all you, he's already giving you the power to do that. Your faith is in hope. Now faith is the hope, things hoped for and the evidence of things not yet seen, which is Jesus. Uh-oh, uh-oh, that was free. That was free. I'm going to leave that alone. But yes, go back, <laughs> go back and listen to uh, episodes one through nine or before this, it was how to treat one another. We had an exciting time with how to treat one another. You're definitely going to need to listen to that. Then before that, we did the 10 uh, principles for successful relationship. Everything, everything begins with relationships. So definitely go listen to that. And there's a reason why this is going in a certain order that way from relationships to how to treat one another to now we're how to apply to faith because you're going to need all of this. Listen, if we're going in end time, you're going to need alliances. Listen, my one of my recommendations to anybody out there, find somebody, at least two people that think like you, that believe God. Y'all believe in the saying, how can two walk together unless they agree to do so? Where two or three are gathered in his name, there he's in the midst. You need some people in your life like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego where, listen, they was able to stand up to the king and say, hey, listen, where the king made a law that was the right thing to do if you obeyed it, but... It was not the godly thing to do if you did it. See, we're not there yet as a church because they're making laws right now that, yeah, it's supposed to be the right thing to do if you follow. Oh, follow the laws of the land. Don't get me started on that. But a lot of it is not the godly thing, to do, like social distancing. But I'm going to leave that alone, which is not even a law, by the way. Uh, I'm going to leave that alone because Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego stood up to the king and said, oh, king. And you can look it up for yourself. That's in Daniel 3. He said, the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, these three said together, Oh, King, we do not have to answer you in this matter. But since it be the case, our God can save us. He absolutely can. And then they, he, they went on and said, this said to the king, which represents the government, kind of like in these times, but if he don't, we still won't bow because it ain't the, the right thing to do. The church can't even do that right now. My question will become, or my question I'm posing to you, if laws were made for, and it was the right thing to do to follow them, but you knew it wasn't the godly thing to do, would you do it? I'm going to leave you with that. <laughs> Some people right now say, no, I ain't doing that, please. Some of you doing now. But I am going to leave that alone. <laughs> now, let's get into this, ladies and gentlemen. As we always do. You got to make sure your seat and tray tables are in the upright and locked positions. If you feel any turbulence on this plane, that means God is shaking at the very root of what does not belong here. And then for those on the Uncommon Gospel Radio Network, listen to this right now. Or if you listen to somebody with you, look at them and say, you ready? Look back at them and say, I'm ready. Then let's go. How to share our faith part two, y'all. Let's listen, dollar dollar bills, y'all. I'm sorry. See, I didn't got ghetto on you already. Shouldn't even do that. Okay, I'm gonna I'm get my salvation back. All right. Okay, so we're gonna do how to share our faith part two. Let's, let's talk about it, y'all. Let's talk about it. Remember, we talked about we were gonna do Andrew, and then we also gonna talk about Philip. Well, we touched a little bit on Andrew in about in episode nine. So let's talk about Andrew's uh, way. How did he witness? How did he get his brother, which is Simon the Rock, Cephas? Well, let's look at the for a reminder. Let me read John 1, 40 through 42 for you again. And it says, one of the two heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, 
Simon Peter's brother. He first found his own brother, Simon, and said to him, we found the Messiah, which is translated the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. Now, understand this little background is Andrew was a disciple of John the Baptist. So what happens is John the Baptist was a witness to the light, which is Jesus. So that was Jesus' cousin. So what happened is uh, now Jesus is on the scene. So now kingdom of God is hand. You know, a new, a new order is now at hand, which is God's way of doing things and being right. So Jesus is on hand. So therefore John's uh, uh, ministry was coming to an end because now Jesus is going to begin. Andrew has now... Uh, who was John's disciple, has now heard about Jesus. And so when you talk about sharing your faith, here is now Andrew saying, wait a minute, this is who John was talking about, this Jesus. So the first thing Andrew did was he went to get his brother, which is very important because this is free for somebody out there. This is why you got to share your faith. You can be talking to, or you can bring to the body of Christ, the next Billy Graham. Oh boy, the next impact player in the body of Christ could be you. And then guess what? Everybody that gets saved through them will also be credited to your account. This is why this is this is why this is major. So Andrew, based on he brought his brother, which is Peter, the rock, the one that betrayed Jesus three times, but also saved many. When you talk about the early apostles, Andrew will also, listen, you can look it up for yourself because God talks about credits. Andrew will get a credit to his account. That's why sharing your faith is very important. That's why the great commission is uh, make disciples, baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, because it's important to share our faith. And especially in this dispensation. And this time, in this era, in this time of craziness, uncertainty, social unrest, COVID, blah, blah, blah. All of this time is very important how to share your faith because you're going to have to win souls right now because people are going to need their faith. They're going to need to turn to somewhere and the institutional church is failing right now and is just not getting the job done. Why? Because we don't meet uh, all the time. And then now we definitely ain't meeting. Who knows when church is going to get back uh, going as far as in the building? And then my question is, would you really want to come anyway? There's so much fear that the church has contributed to, to all the fear going on, why would anybody want to come back? If you guys were scared, why would the, the normal person out in the world come in there? Listen, y'all were scared. Y'all closed up shop. Why would I come in there? Because the house of refuge of safety was closed. The hospital was closed. Oh, see, I'm like, y'all, see, why y'all always getting me started? I'm going to leave that alone. Leave that alone. See, see y'all, I got to tell myself to leave it alone because this is what's so disheartening. The church is supposed to be the house of refuge. It's supposed to be a place of safety. It's supposed to be the hospital. My question is, uh, all these hospitals that are, the hospital's job is to remain open so sick people can come. So if we're the spiritual hospital, we're supposed to remain open so sick people can come. <laughs> because, you know, also we get, we heal sick people also in church. Because right now there are people with gifts or anointed to heal through the power of touch and won't do it because they're scared. I'm going to leave that alone. I really am going to leave it alone now. Because listen, 
I'm tired of beating a dead horse. It's just time to just equip people and winning souls for the Lamb's role. We got to show people how to apply their faith and share it. We're working on sharing it right now. Notice when I talked about Andrew, what he does and how, how he does it about reaching his brother and his friends. Andrew has an encounter with Jesus and his life is radically transformed. He becomes excited and seeks who he can tell first. Jesus impacts him greatly and he wants to share that impact with others. God then uses him to transform the lives of others. God can and will use you too. Yes, somebody just said, with me too? Yes, you too. He'll use you too. If you're listening at the sound of my voice right now as we're having this conversation, yes, you too. As a Christian, your life has been transformed. Even right now, anybody listen right now, if you're not a Christian, and you can still come into the body anytime you want, he can use you too. Matter of fact, you're probably the one that he's looking for, that he's waiting for, that can blow this thing wide open right now. Understand your life has been transformed and now consider to whom you can tell your story because it's all about the testimony. We overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the words of their testimony. That's why we got to share. But if we're not sharing, and I'm not talking about through Zoom either, if we're not sharing with each other, touching and agreeing with each other, ironing, sharpening iron, that's the thing about ironing, sharpening iron. It has to touch. Don't get, see, I'm trying to behave y'all, but it, listen, when the word of God come out, it just come out. I'm trying to, listen, I'm trying to be obey these laws. You know, I'm trying to be like, okay, I'll just do what everybody else do, but I can't because I want to do it the way God says do it. But that's just me. I'm only asking for a friend. Also, understand this. Remember I talked about, we we're going to have talk about key precepts are to be transformed, be excited, and then share with others his impact on you. So get your pen and paper out, or if you can remember this or listen to it over and over again, step one. Pray. <laughs> Listen, some of y'all should have been, man, some of y'all should be prayer giants right now, warriors right now. Listen, in the time of quarantine and all this craziness, if you ain't been praying, and I'm not talking about just getting down on your knees and, you know, going through that ritualistic stuff to make yourself feel better and, you know, speaking in tongues and all that. I'm sorry. I mean, that's okay. But I'm just saying when he say meditate on him day and night, it's really about having a conversation with God throughout the day. Like, God, help me. Like, God, I need you. Like, God, what is going on? God, help me see Help me see through all this foolishness. Like, where are you in the midst of this? Listen, you got to have a prayer for life. Understand this in step one in praying. Andrew knew Jesus, so we can consider this a prayer. And when we, and when we can pray for people to know and to tell. Proverbs 11.30 says, the fruit of righteousness is a tree of life. And he who wins souls is wise. See, you got to understand this. First thing is to pray. God, who do you want me to touch today? Like one of the things I do before I leave the house every morning, anytime I hit the atmosphere, because the first thing I do is say, good morning, God, as soon as I wake up. Good morning, God. I'm involving him in my day and I'm actually acknowledging and saying, good morning, God. Thank you for waking me up because it's all you because I didn't do it. Then before I hit the outside the atmosphere, whether I'm going to the car or not, I always say, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Then I say, oh, bless me indeed. Enlarge my territory that your hands are with me and that you keep me from evil so I may cause no pain. I'm always in prayer, ready to go. 
Because God, if, if he has me show up on the scene somewhere, I am supposed to be the impact player. I am supposed to be the one to make the difference there. I'm supposed to be the one that makes everything better. I'm supposed to be up when people are down. I, I, he uses me that way. And listen, that's a tough assignment. Because, you know, it's tough being up all the time for everybody. But you know what? Got to do it. Why? Because when it's time to share, when it's time for my lifestyle to preach the word and be the word, not preaching just be with my mouth, but let my lifestyle preach it. Somebody, you know, can be touched by that. And that's what it is for every single one of us. So you got to stay prayerful. Second thing you must do, you got to be excited. Be excited. Listen, ain't nothing wor worse than a woe is me Christian. Everything is down, Christian. Oh, God, just stop. You might Don't say anything about the Lord if you're not excited. We need to experience the veracity and the excitement of our faith so we will desire to tell it to another person. We need to realize that the Spirit is with us, powerful and ready. Christianity is not a spectator sport or something we do vicariously through our pastors and leaders. It is something we are and we do ourselves. You can find that in John 4, 35, step three. Come on, y'all. So now we got to pray. We uh, And we talk about how to share your faith, part two. And this is what Andrew did. He first prayed. He then also, he got excited. He stayed excited. Not got excited. It said be excited. Step three, look for somebody to tell. Whom you going to tell? And he looked for his brother. That's the first person. So if you're not really excited and you ain't going to tell the person who's closest to you, you're going to try to find a stranger. Listen, I know some of y'all got some people that ain't saved in your family. Listen, and you, ain't, you won't even talk to them because sometimes they see you coming sometime. But understand this. You got to know who you can tell. Also, who, who would like to know about how Jesus transformed me? See, it's really about transformation. See, a lot of people can't win people over to... Uh, to Christ because they have not been transformed. So they're upset of why their friends and family or whoever they're trying to talk to, because they usually is somebody that they know a little bit, hasn't transformed. Like, so if you haven't transformed, why do you think it will work for me? That's why you got to, this has to be a lifestyle. There are some people in church right now that couldn't tell me nothing about Jesus because there ain't nothing about them Jesus-like. <laughs> Without question, I'm talking about leaders. In churches. Oh, oh boy. Listen, they ain't nothing about Jesus, but you know, they keep talking about, I know the word. Well, they won't apply it at all. And got one of the, some of the meanest spirit on them. Oh my God. Don't get me started. Also, who needs to know? That's another question you need to ask. And the answer is everyone who does not know is the answer. So you, the whole goal of sharing what Andrew did is one, he prayed, he was excited. And then who didn't know? His brother didn't know. And it was very important that his brother know, even though Andrew didn't know, that his brother was going to be the rock <laughs> of the whole thing, the foundation, even though Jesus is the foundation. But Jesus said upon this rock, upon his faith, because the Holy Spirit had revealed to him, I can build my church and not the church as the institution, the church as the body. On you, I can build that. On that faith, I can build that. We have to get back to that. This church is not going to a building. Church is really going from home to home.
church is really about fellowship. That's really right. It's not about just going to listen to a choir, praise team, sing. It's not. It's not about that. Has not nothing to do with church whatsoever. Church is really about uh, fellowship. It's about testimonies. Uh, sharing with each other how you overcame. Anybody could have a word, not just a pastor or a preacher. Anybody could have a word that could edify the body. That is real church. What real church, how it's meant to be, how it started. Got to understand this, the early disciples didn't have a building. No such thing. It wasn't until Constantine wanted to make uh, Christianity popular till he started to do like the Romans do as far as getting buildings. But that is a whole nother story. So now what you have to do is now you have to look around you. Whom do you know? Who does not know the Lord in a personal way? Your mission, should you so choose, is to feel this to wherever you are. Your friends, family, school, work, neighbors, observe the entire scope of relationships around you. First, go to your immediate family. That may be a place to go. Then relatives, then close friends, then co-workers, then neighbors, then business associates, then acquaintances, and finally any person from uh, whom God places in your path. You see how it's people in close proximity to you because this is why, remember in Psalms 23, is everybody want to talk about, everybody know that scripture. Even if you ha- ain't been saved, even if you've never been in church, everybody's heard of Psalms 23. Well, one of the things in Psalms 23, after we come from the valley of the shadow of death, uh, we should feel no evil for thou art with it, thy rod and thy staff shall comfort us. Well, what, the next thing that happens after that, he said, is I prepare us a table in the presence of your enemies. So some of your enemies, one, you're your first enemy. Second thing is uh, your friends, family, neighbors, all those people that I listed before are some of your enemies too. You just don't know it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then the reason why you need to go to that table of reason is one, they need to see the transformation in you. See, a lot of people misconstrue like this is a table where you get to show off how God has worked with you, how he's blessed you. No, no, no. Because after the table, the table of presence, or he set up the table in the presence of your enemies, then you get anointed your head with oil. That's where the power comes from. So you don't have any power until after you present yourself ah! at that table so they can see. And you got to take all the heat. People doubting you. People uh, don't believe you change, transform. And, and see, you get to also examine your real relationship. The interesting part here is Peter followed Andrew to go see Jesus. That, that says a lot about who Andrew is for his brother to follow. One thing I love about my pastor, Pastor Warren Campbell, y'all know who he is, is his family, I mean his immediate family, follows him in, in, in ministry, which is a very powerful thing. Because if I'm talking about mama, daddy, cousins, aunties, it don't, man, listen, they roll deep. And, I'm, and they all at church and they support him. And that, for me, sp- speaks volumes. Why? Is because, uh, one, he's a man of God. Two, for your family to see that, and they know you since you're a little baby and all that stuff and diapers and all that stuff, and then to see you now and they will follow you as far as being their shepherd, that's major for me. That's amazing. So he has that thing that Andrew has, that basically now that uh, he's been called, to be a, a, a pastor. So therefore now his family would follow him. Man, that's major right there. So in your life, would your close people follow you? Brothers, sisters, neighbors, co-workers, would they follow you? Because they know you. And that's an advantage. That's a good thing. Because one, if they don't follow you, now you get to look at and examine yourself. Why? 
Two, if they do follow you, then you need to keep going. You need to get them on board with you to make sure everybody's on the same page so y'all can win more people in their uh, sphere of influence. That's how this thing works. Understand this. You need not to venture too far off uh, uh, reaches of foreign countries unless uh, you're called to do so. So we're not saying don't do missionaries and all that kind of stuff. But listen, there's so many people in your close proximity that uh, need to hear about who God is for them and how he died for them and how he loves them so much that are in your, your close proximity. Rather, see who is in front of you now and write those names down on a list or in a journal. Proverbs 29 and 18 says, where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraint, but happy is he who keeps the law. See, listen, this is a thing also that the church is struggling from in this time of COVID because they ain't given no revelation. There is no revelation coming from them. Why? Because they're not talking. Nobody's saying anything. Listen, people are zoomed out. They 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 uh, online out. They what? People want to touch. Why? How do I know that? Because I've done Bible studies. I still do in person Bible studies, and I don't care who know about it. It is what it is. You're you're never going to stop me from uh, sharing the gospel. There's no cold, no virus, no nothing that can ever stop that because God will always protect me, especially those that do exactly what they're called to do. So therefore, I've asked the people, I said, listen, about a month ago, two months almost now, I asked, the, I started the Bible study. I'm about to do another Bible study in Akron, Ohio here soon. I asked the Bible study, I started, I said, do you think the church is relevant uh, in this time, in this time of what we're going through? And they said, no. Every single one, there are about 12 people there. And they said, the reason why is because we can't touch anybody. They're upset at how the church listened to the world and not listening to God, and they're showing that they have no power. And guess what? Because now we can't sharp, iron sharpen iron, they're not listening to God because they're listening to the world. There's no revelation coming from God through them. So guess what? God has to use people, individuals, for the revelation. That's why people now are not uh, are getting it on their own. I told you about the woman that I was at the house two weeks ago. She said, listen, I, gotta, I, I have to learn God for myself. I have to get it for myself now, which is a great thing. Because now nobody can lead her astray. Now, now she got it that, listen, I was sitting up there faking the funk. I was sitting up there just, hey, let the preacher do me and all that kind of stuff. Was sitting there and not transform with no power. That's why a lot of people right now during this time don't have power. Because we have not equipped them for this time. How to even apply their faith and then definitely not how to share their faith. Don't get me started. Step four. And we, we getting through this, y'all. We almost done. It says pray more. <laughs> Listen, sometimes you may not get it right on steps one, two, and three. Pray more. Make your list and keep those people in prayer on a regular basis. So what happens is, and, and this is the thing where, you know, like sometimes when I pray, I could just be sitting there. I could even be watching TV. You know, some people want to light candles and all that kind of stuff. And listen, sometimes I just be sitting there. I could be watching football. I could be watching anything. And my people will just come to my mind and I'll be like, God, help them. I, it ain't nothing even special. Just God, help them. Whatever their needs are. They and, Or I'll get, I get texts all the time. Such and such needs prayer for this. I'll send out a text of prayers, whatever. I'm constantly trying to stay in that vein because people need prayer constantly. So, I'm trying to get you to understand you don't have to do these elongated ritualistic things. Sometimes just saying their name, just speak it. Just put their name in the atmosphere and say, God, <laughs> help them. Whoever it may be, help them. 
provide for them, heal them. Even if you don't know their situation, just, just speak their name. Get God's attention about it, but stay in prayer for them. And then since we're talking about how to share your faith, man, pray, make a list of those people. Listen, right now, think about it. Are there anybody, is there anybody in your life that you really love, that you are concerned about their soul right now? Like, really? Like, really concerned about their soul? Okay, I'll be honest with you. Listen, I, I, I have questions about my sister's soul. I know who she know God is. She's been in church. She's been hurt by church and stuff like that. But some, And sometimes I'm concerned about her soul. So I just got to make sure, listen, that she all right. That, listen, are you and God okay? <laughs> Keeping your prayer life going? Listen, I'm concerned. I get concerned. Are, is there somebody like there that you, in your life, that you are concerned about? Put them on that list. Get their others to pray for them as well. You know, those people that are following you, that know you, get other people to pray for them. Uh, your list of perspective, people will compromise, uh, uh, will comprise your primary opportunities. Thus, prayer is the quintessential thing you do and what the Spirit uses to open up people's hearts. Listen, uh, prayer is a powerful thing. But one thing about prayer people don't understand is, yeah, it can open people's hearts, but the individual that you're praying for got to want it too. There's got to be some sliver of hope, faith, hope, and love. Got to be some sliver of hope. There got to be some sliver of they wanting to do it. Because without that, God is not just going to make them do it. He'll give them an opportunity to choose. And so what we're praying for is God soften their heart. Give them eyes like an eagle that they may see you. That they may see you through me. Use me as your vessel, whatever that prayer is, because what happens is it may not be you. Maybe uh, it may. You just may be the one that's planting the seed. Somebody else may water it, but it's the God is going to give the increase. So just keep everybody in prayer. And also those that you think around you that you would care about their soul. Listen, write them down. And then also, if you have other prayer for people around you, give their names, give them their, uh, those names as well to pray for those uh, people as well. Step five. I hope this is blessed. This conversation is blessing somebody. Listen, show me some love. We got five more, but show me some love right now. A real pastor Wade and Wade is spelled W-A-I-D. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Hit up your boy. Let me know that you still love me. Let me know if you still, uh, uh, if you still with me. Let me know. Uh, are these steps helping? Uh, let me know. Has any of the other uh, episodes helped you in how to apply your faith. Just let me know. Holler at your boy. I just show me some love. All right, step five. Look for opportunities. You gotta look for opportunities, y'all. Listen, I ain't saying just like, oh, I'm gonna go out and get somebody saved today. No, I'm not saying that. But be mindful as you're going through your day. Look for opportunities. Listen, you know them little idle chit chats that we be having with people sometimes. I I can never really have an idle chit chat with somebody. And God not come up in the conversation some way, shape, or form. And then if somebody really find out uh, I'm a pastor, oh my God, listen, all of a sudden it becomes, oh, I need a question answered. So listen, I'm just telling you, find, look for those opportunities. Pray for open opportunities to tell others in love with care. Pray for the bravery to tell them. Listen, it ain't easy just to tell somebody about Jesus and what you experienced. Listen, sometimes, because you sound crazy, you're like, yeah, just got, Jesus did this for me. And you're like, I really don't know how he did it, but he just did. <laughs> I know it can be scary sometimes. And it's okay. Somebody need a crazy, corny story like that to get them saved. Really? This Jesus did that for you? Yeah, he did that for me. Then that gives you confidence. 
So it's okay. Pray for bravery to tell them. Remember, never argue or confront. Never argue. Don't argue politics or religion. I'm trying not to argue, especially uh, politics. Uh, don't get me started on the election and all that foolishness and how black people think they're Democrats automatically. Uh, just foolishness. I try not to do it. So, <laughs> see, I just did it right there. I'm funny. But anyway, don't argue or confront. Allow the spirit to work. Get together with others and pray for people on their list. Matthew 18 and 19 says, again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my father in heaven. That's why we're two or three are gathered. There he's in the midst. That's why how could two walk together unless they agree to do so. Step six, we almost done, y'all. You got to cultivate relationships without question. You have to cultivate relationships. Uh, kind of like why social distancing is not of God. And I don't care anybody that want to argue that it is not of God. And I'm going to say it again. Anybody that think social distancing is of God, you are wrong. And I'm telling you, you're wrong in love. <laughs> it's just not the truth. There's no way you can cultivate relationships, social distancing from each other. There's no, do you know how much a hug means to somebody? Are you serious? More people are healed by hugs than anything. Uh, and don't just say, well, my smile. Well, you can't be, you can't be your smile because you're wearing a mask. Uh, you see how the enemy is just trying to take everything, trying to get you to wear a mask to cover up your praise. And then also that, that's where you give God praise. Then I don't want you to touch them either because I don't want them to be healed. I want them to feel isolated. You, listen, this is what's happening, y'all. That's why we got to cultivate relationships. Relationships are valuable. Do not befriend people just to witness to them. See, that's another thing, too. Stop trying to be people's friends. So, you know, all of my sneaky Christians out there that just want to, you know, uh, I'm just going to be friends so I can uh, try to witness to you so I can uh, win somebody on the lamb's roll for, for God. No, don't do that. Be authentic. Be real. Be sincere. Be open and care. People, I'm going to leave that alone. Look for opportunities to invite them to crusades or, or, or different socials, church socials and such. Let them be uh, let them see Christ in you before you open your mouth about him. But do not, but do not just invite them to church stuff. Find interest to share with them too. The more they know you and see character and fruit in you, the more their hearts and minds will be willing to hear from you. The same, and I live by this thing, the same. People don't care what you know until they know how much you care. Uh-oh, I didn't mess somebody up. See, you know, a lot of people want to give, uh, talk about how much, show their knowledge and how smart they are. Listen, I know, I know one. She, listen, this person's a nurse. Got accolades up the wazoo. But one thing I would never listen about uh, from this person is anything because they don't show that they care. I could care less how much they know. They never show that they care. Mean-spirited too. And it's a shame because I can see that they have a heart of gold. But it's a shame that they don't show how much they really care. And that's the thing about with all of us. 
People don't care how much we know, y'all. They only know, they want to know how much you care first. Then you can tell them what you know. And that's what's missing in the body of Christ. We want to show how smart we are, how many doctors we are, you know, doctors we have, and you know, how many Bible verses we know and all that kind of stuff. No, people need to know you care. People need to know when uh, they mama pass away that you care, that you just call them up and say, are you okay? Send them a text, say, listen, are you okay? Whatever you need, I'm there for you. People want to know that you remember their birthdays or some people want to know that, listen, you are invested in them emotionally, that you actually thinking about them, doing little things for them. They could care less of how much you know or how anointed you think you are. Ah, I'm so in trouble. I, I know. I'm in trouble right now. I'm so in trouble, but it's okay. But these are the things that's going on. These are the things that are going on right now. Step seven. We almost there, y'all. And I'm going to put it to you. You got to talk. Step seven is talk. <laughs> and St. Francis put it this way. And I'll quote. He says, but as for me, I desire this privilege from the Lord that never may I have any privilege from man except to do reverence to all and to convert the world by obedience to the holy rule, rather by example than by word. In other words, preach Christ with passion and conviction. And if necessary, use words. There will come a time when you will have the privilege to answer questions and even lead them in a salvation prayer. You got to talk and let your actions do the talking. Not necessarily words all the time. Sometimes it's not, it's not the words, it's how you really say it sometimes. Do you know that um, nonverbal communication is stronger than verbal communication? It's the way you move. It's the it's it's the way you look. It's the way you smile. It's the way how you how you interact without saying anything. That nonverbal communication is major. And I know some people say, well, some people can misconstrue that. Well, usually if you're sending off something and somebody's getting a bad vibe from you, it's really most likely you <laughs> sending the bad vibe. That's why you got to watch your nonverbal communication, watch your facial expressions, things like that. If you go be in Christ and share Christ, let your actions. Uh, the way you move, do that. Let that do the talking, not just words all the time. Step eight, commitment, y'all. So you got to talk, then you got to be committed. You got to have commitment, whether they make a commitment to Christ or not. Be a friend, be open and be reliable. If and when they do accept Jesus, make sure they are getting encouragement from you and others are in a good teaching and loving church are being discipled in a Bible study and have the tools and resources they need. Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. And I'm going to get to uh, nine and 10, but let's review real quick. First step that Andrew did, he prayed. Second step he did was be excited. Third step he did was look for someone to tell. Fourth step he did was pray more. Pray for the people that was on the list. He said, now I got my brother. Who else can I get? Step five is look for opportunities. Step six is you got to cultivate relationships. That is major cultivate relationships. Step seven, you got to talk and let your, let your body, let your language, let your, let, let your, let your, let your, let your, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just messing around. You got to let uh, your nonverbal communication do the talking. Let your lifestyle do the talking and not just your word. Step eight is be committed. And then step nine, pray. Continue to pray for people without question. 
And I'm just saying, listen, I, uh, I got a buddy, TV. He said he just wrote names down. And he said one day he just started praying and then names just start coming to him. So he wrote names down of people just to pray for him. And he said he had like almost 200 names. And I said, that's how it usually goes. And that's a good thing. Just praying for people. And it was just it was just starting to pour out. Uh, the different names and, and I can relate that happens to me sometimes I could pray for one name and then another name will just come up and another and another and another I'm like oh my god where's all and names that just come up in my spirit I'm just like oh my god where did that come from I may have heard some from somebody else and I just said that name so pray for people continually and then step 10 pray again <laughs> really continue to pray for them like in Jeremiah 33 and 3 trust me the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much and even if you don't see any change or whatever you're praying for right then it's okay god still heard the prayer and what i love about it when i pray for people especially when we used to do altar call when we used to meet don't get me started on that <laughs> when we used to do altar call and i would pray for somebody they would tell me later in church maybe two or three months later and this is god giving confirmation that they would say hey pastor wade you prayed for me in such and such and I just want to tell you, God came through and did it. And thank you for the prayer. I was like, oh, my God. I mean, and I would just say, thank you, God. You know, some people want to pray for people and just like look for some like magic pixie dust just to happen right there. No, pray for them uh, and let them go. And God will do what he do. And if you can't remember these steps, let me just break it down to you. Then remember this. Prayer, care, share. Ah, look at that. Ten steps. And I just broke it down into three. Prayer, care, and share. If you need to know how to, what Andrew did, all he did was pray, he cared, and he shared. If you want to know how to share your faith and win souls for the Lamb's role and exercise your faith, listen, always prayer, care, and share. Just those three. These three words will transform your witnessing ventures greatly when followed and practiced. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> guess what? I pray you enjoyed our time together as much as I did. Thank you for tuning in to episode 10 of How to Apply Your Faith. I thank you all for your support and responses. New episodes were released every Thursday on iTunes and Spotify at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Please remember to subscribe and don't listen to these episodes just once. Get them ingrained in your spirit. Remember, faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Also, anything to become a habit psychologically takes 60 to 90 days, 66 to be exact. Remember in all thy getting, get understanding, and then practice implementing what you have learned. Remember, faith without works is dead apply these tools and take your faith to the next level a special thanks that's right you know it my man kevin clayton at i am music group appreciate you love you brother for producing this show erica duff she's amazing she does my promos and the artwork she's amazing the flow therapy morning show with coco b and frank diddy on the uncommon gospel radio network all y'all listening right now a special shout out love Every single one of y'all on the Uncommon Gospel Radio Network, Alex Teamer, aka AT, for the baseline, Pastor Warren Campbell, that's my pastor, love you, man, and Lena Bird Miles for this is the day intro. Get up mornings with Erica Campbell, and a special shout out to Shay J Entertainment and the Holy Ghost Busters Mobile Ministry. A special shout out to all the California Worship Center family in North Hollywood. Remember to subscribe to This Is A Day on whatever podcast platform you use. You can also follow me on Facebook, 
Instagram or Twitter at Real Pastor Wade. And Wade is spelled W-A-I-D. And remember to post any subject titles you like to discuss on This Is The Day Facebook page or feedback on your Instagram stories or my Instagram stories on what you thought about the conversation. Always remember, God believes in you and so do I. Till next time, this is the day. This is always the day for breakthrough, victory, redemption. Thank you for tuning in. Remember to subscribe to This Is The Day with Pastor Wade on any podcast platform that you use. You can interact with Pastor Wade with questions, comments, or subject titles you would like discussed. You can follow Pastor Wade at Real Pastor Wade, that is Real Pastor W-A-I-D, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.